Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Mark Siegel, what the heck is going on now in medicine? Uh, I find out we have a, a shortage of cancer medicine, a shortage of antibiotics. What, what have you heard? Well, I'll tell you what we don't have a shortage of is people in positions of power that appear to have cognitive problems. That seems to be growing by the day. And I'll tell you something else. God save the uh, queen. Yeah, God <laughs> save the queen. I mean, I mean, it said God save the king. But how about this, though, Rita? He wasn't he didn't show up at the coronation. So maybe he doesn't even know there's a king. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, that was one for the record books. (laughs) I'd like to be a fly on the wall with that conversation between him and Fetterman. What were they talking about? I mean, I mean, really? (laughs) Well, hold on. We have his Royal Highness, uh, Prince Pablo, in the studio. Uh, You were at the uh, coronation, weren't you? I certainly was. Yeah, I think uh, I think the the president has to understand that the, the queen is by the by the by God right now. So <laughs> God is saving her up there. So the last time right someone there. the last time a United States citizen said God save the queen was before George Washington, I think. So <laughs> why didn't they have been there? Fetterman told him to say it right. <laughs> exactly, he whispered. He was trying to impress Fetterman. <laughs> uh, tell us about the, the drug situation, uh, uh, Doctor. And I want to point out before I answer that, I'm, I promise I'm going to answer that, that I'm once again a warm-up band for Bill O'Reilly. I, ha- I have to say, <laughs> I, I admire the man. I think a lot of him. I'm his friend. But I, I'm once again a warm-up band. So I'll see what I can do to get people laughing and excited for him. But in terms of the, the You're a great chain, warm-up, by the way. We love you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you guys, too. So the supply chain issue is very complicated. Now, part of it I've already told you, that the active pharmaceutical ingredients are coming from India and China, that a lot of factories have closed, that, you know, then they reopen and they close, that, that there's the issue of uh, of uh, COVID resurging in China, that there's the issue of where, where are these drugs made, there's the issue that the pharmaceutical companies get attacked a lot by the Democrat administration, but that, as the Wall Street Journal pointed out a few weeks ago, 90% of the drugs we use in this country are generics. And so our generic manufacturers don't want to play ball with a situation where they have to compete. So the cancer drugs, John, that you're talking about, most of them are generic. Most of them have been around for a while, and companies are not producing them because they don't want to get hit with violations. Those are expensive. And so they end up being in the, in the, in the middle of what's essentially an attack on brand name drugs, you know, like Ozembic, like Wagovi, like Adderall. And, but, but most of the drugs we're talking about are generic. On top of all of this, the pharmacy benefit managers, which are the middlemen, are the ones who survive because due to the Inflation Reduction Act, if you try to raise your prices, they actually will will penalize you if you're the drug manufacturer and give the rebates to the pharmacy benefit managers. 
None of that money gets to the patient. The patients get higher co-pays, they get more, more shortages, and the Democrat administration says we're going to negotiate prices. Well, who are they going to negotiate prices with? We're going to end up with less and less choices. What I care about as a physician is if a patient's sick, I want to give them the drug they need and not find out that it's short or that I get a restricted choice because of a formulary or because a pharmacist is running the show. Understood. Uh, Anything else going on, uh, uh, doctor, that you want to tell the American people? Well, I talked to you you about Ozambic already. I talked to you about the mental health of our our leaders. Uh, We we covered uh, supply shortages. Uh, I want to tell you that that there has been a lot more research out there about long COVID and about how uh, it's it's something that's definitely diminishing with this with the new variants that are out there. So we're we're out of the pandemic. People that are still lingering with it with a sense of taste and smell diminished and 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 brain fog that's getting better over time. The other thing I want to talk to you about, just to really lead into to the man who's coming next, is that I think that the debate that's going on over gender dysphoria is really unfair. It should not be targeting 13-year-olds, and I'm sure you guys all agree. I don't believe in mastectomies for 13-year-olds. I don't believe in puberty blockers for 13-year-olds. We all all agree with you, doctor. We all agree with you. And United Kingdom and Western Europe agrees with us, too. So it was a bad optic for the president of the United States to be pushing this while next to him, the prime minister of the U.K. is supervising the National Health Service in the U.K., which is which is banning it. So let's stop it. Let's leave our kids alone. Let's give them mental health support. Dr. Mark Siegel, thank you so much.